What's up, everybody? Uh, we're doing a little afternoon broadcast. If you've got that cool job that you can just watch this, you know, in the afternoon because you're working from home and you only pretend to work. So you're not really doing anything. You were just sitting there scrolling through YouTube going, I really hope something that is worth watching will come up. I don't know how many more dumb pranks I can watch, how many more giveaways, how many more. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, we're going live in the afternoon. I had the uh, honor of being on the Real Ass Podcast this morning. Go check that out on the Gas Digital Network. It was with uh, Zach Miko and BK Chris. We had a grand old time. Uh, there aren't a lot of tickets left for New Hampshire. So if you're out there, you're listening to this, go get your tickets. New Hampshire coming up uh, this Saturday with myself, B BK Chris, Andy Melfinari, and then we're going to be doing a uh, podcast with um, uh, the Jeremy Kaufman, uh, who I believe is the CEO of Odyssey, or maybe he's the janitor. I don't know. I don't really research guests, uh, but let's get into the daily briefing because I've got I got big time stories coming over your way. I got no time to be telling you about your Kratom Home in the $6 Kilo or Sheet, the only underwear in the world that protects your balls and your dick at the same time, keeps it cool and comfortable. I don't have time for that stuff. We got to get right into the news. So uh, I see I've already got some people hanging out with me. Um, and so let's get right into it. I will let you guys know uh, today's topics because we do have some big things coming your way. First up, we've got an health Also be a part of Russia. Has anyone considered joint custody and finance? How to expedite the shipping on your Russian bride? In pet news, horse breeders explain the best horses for trampling protesters. Horse and business management. We have why some bosses are making their employees work from home, uh, but still commute to get there. Um, and I think we got to bring down the volume on that news drop, but you know, that's for next week. Let's get right into the COVID topics. Cause uh, you know, we still exist on platforms. We're still able to get this information to people. Uh, so here, here's a wild video. Is this video accurate or are we being completely pranked by these random people on Twitter that like putting out information as if it's real? I don't know, but let's give this a watch because you'll catch in the middle something quite fasting happened. Someone tweeted this to me, but I won't be giving them any credit. I'm going to pretend like I found this organically on my own. I know music needs to come down a touch. I'm aware of this. All right, let's give this a listen. You see that scientist doctor there? He knows all sorts of stuff about COVID. COVID patient, the Queen's age should be isolating and might benefit from new medicines currently approved for high-risk patients at Australian hospitals. These Ooh, you guys see what that is? Queen of England gets herself some COVID, uh, and it looks like they might be uh, treating her with some ivermectin. Can I say for fact that that's what's going on there? Can I say for fact that that's accurate? No, I don't have a department here that does that kind of work. Uh, but it would seem that the Queen of England who has gotten herself COVID is in a risk category. When people are in risk categories, you really got to go the extra mile for them. And uh looks like they're going to be giving the Queen some ivermectin. Uh, now, this came from The Week magazine. It was called COVID Cases Continue to Fall as Omicron Surge Fades. And I want to read this one line to you. I think what's influencing the decline, of course, is that Omicron is starting to run out of people to infect. I think you can call that natural immunity. Like, they're doing this weird thing. Bill Gates did that, too. He was giving this whole thing, and he was like, well, Omicron was really the most successful because it infected everyone, so there's no one else to infect. You mean natural immunity. You can just say the word natural immunity and you can admit to the fact that if we went with a different strategy, you know, two full years ago, we could have just moved on with our lives sooner. You know, but like this is their new thing where they can't call it natural immunity because they demonized that for as long as they did. So now it's like that they just ran out of people that can affect or look how successful Omicron was at getting so many people in face called natural immunity. We can just call it what it is. 
Uh, and then the latest news out of Australia is that Australia is welcoming tourists after nearly two years of closed borders, uh, but still going to keep its residents in concentration camps. Because uh, obviously, the chief scientist said it's about balance. You know, the Australians are ready to get back to life. And so many businesses out there, they rely on the tourism. So you want to get back to life. You want to bring in the tourists and you want to let people have some freedom before Biden starts World War Three. Like you want them to feel some degree of normalcy. Uh, but you still need to keep some people in concentration camps so people don't think that they're totally free and that, you know, you can turn around pretty quickly. Uh, in good COVID news, though, we've got UK PM Boris Johnson, who's going to lift all remaining COVID restrictions in England. So at least you got one world leader who's willing to go, eh, you got me. Yeah, got me. We were out there. We were partying the whole time. You got us. You guys can be free now also. It's not really a virus. I mean, it is a virus, but... You know, you guys can go enjoy yourselves. We've been enjoying ourselves. Have a wine party. Get together with your loved ones. And now I'd like to read you the transcript from a recent interview uh, with Fauci. They were grilling Fauci on the mask guidance. This is from Judy Woodruff. There are several things I would like to ask you about, Dr. Fauci. One is, as you know, mask mandates around the country, they seem to be dropping like flies. I mean, we're almost at a point where the vast majority of states will have dropped mask mandates. But at the same time, the CDC is saying to Americans, it's too soon to take off the mask, citing the kind of evidence you were quoting just a moment ago. Americans, frankly, are confused and wondering, how can you lead? Uh, how can you lead? Leave this discussion up to uh, individual Americans when the guidance they're getting is conflicting. So Fauci responds, well, I think what it is, Judy, it's a reflection of the need and an understandable need for people to get back to some form of normality, all the stresses and all of all those things that go into people just being so tired of this. That's totally understandable. What the CDC is doing is giving you the data as it exists and the recommendation based on where we are now. The most, the thing that's important is that many of those locations are likely in some respects anticipating what's going to happen. I'm going to abbreviate here. She basically just responds and goes, well, that's kind of confusing. The reason it's being confusing is because up until now, this was the Lord of science. And if he was making a scientific recommendation, everyone had to follow it because it came down from the Lord of science himself. And so what are you, are you trying to kill other people that the Lord of science can come down from the holy mountain after communicating with the, with the gods of science? And the tablets of scientific information and hand it over to us. Like, I mean, that's the most accurate thing that ever existed. That's the information that's going to save your life. So even if it's by mandate, we need everyone who's going to be following this. So it's understandable that you would be confused. And so Fauci responds, well, yes, of course. What there is, and I hope this helps to explain it, Judy, there's a public health recommendation that is a broad recommendation. Clearly, the implementation of those is always left to the local level what the conditions on the ground are locally, what the community can and cannot tolerate. Does anyone remember, was this what the way it was working all of COVID? Was it since the beginning that local levels were just able to do as they please? They were able to decide if you wanted to take remdesivir, they could just stash that. They could decide what they wanted. Was this the way it was always working? Hey, I was just making recommendations. What an amazing job that this guy's done that when he gets pressed on things. So first is when he gets pressed at the congressional hearings, he goes, well, that was just the recommendation of the CDC. And then when he goes to like, oh, we're not even enforcing it. We're just making broad recommendations. So what, what is your job exactly? So the CDC says something and then you just repeat what they say. And then you say that people don't even need to follow it. All right, let's just continue this. So you have to understand the recommendations that the CDC made are based on the science, the epidemiology and what they're observing. That doesn't mean that that's going to apply absolutely to every single different location in a different way. 
And that's why they always say they make the recommendation, but the ultimate decision is at the level of the local authorities. So wait a second. So all of a sudden states could uh, be having different COVID situations. Like if the weather is different in your state or you're spending more time outside, each state can just make its own recommendations. Am I crazy? Or has that never been what he's been saying this entire time? Is this like a complete 180? Isn't it amazing how they can just like change directions and just pretend and we're all just like, oh, I guess maybe he never said anything different than that. All right. That's all I got on COVID for today. Uh, I do want to tell you guys about another project that I'm working on. Uh, luckily, this project has been so successful. The flocks, the masses are tuning in for the morning briefing that sometimes happens in the afternoon and the weekend deep dives that sometimes come out after the weekend. But, you know, the, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive of people going, we love what you're doing. We want even more content. And that's why I'm looking early investors in my next project. I'm always thinking ahead. This isn't enough for me. I already want to get the next project rolling. And so my next project is going to be uh, an off-Broadway, Office Farts the Musical. Because uh, so many people, they're never going to go back to work. You got kids that will never be working in jobs. They don't even know what it was like when we need to celebrate what it was when you had to deal with when you needed to fart or you had to deal with where your coworker needed to fart. And every single office had different etiquette. That's the way it went. Sometimes you worked in an office. It was all dudes. You could fart away. If someone was overdoing it, you could be like, dude, you got to take a sick day. I don't know what the fuck is brewing in your stomach. I don't know how much Coke and Jack Daniels you were doing last night, but this is unacceptable for the office. And then other times you had female coworkers around you. So you had to blame it on the other guy. You had to go, Hey, this Indian dude, who, who who conveniently is sitting next to me. So I got someone to blame on these farts. I'm not the one eating Indian food every evening. And then what you would do is you'd have to put a little bit of curry on their asshole. So every time it farted, it smelt like curry so that you can more easily blame that guy. You see, every single office had a different way of handling their farts. There was a different etiquette. I want to put together this musical to celebrate a era of office living that doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, some of the songs I'm working on is it's a cubicle, not an outhouse. Uh, Hey, can you sign me in? I'm here, but making diarrhea. Oh Lord, please tell coworkers to stop eating broccoli. And I drank last night and I can't stop dropping bombs on my coworkers. I mean, these are just uh, like titles for the songs. I'm not really there yet. Maybe me and the Shedcast gang will actually uh, be able to put these together. Uh, but you know, hit me up, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. If you want to be an early investor in, uh, in, uh, in my musical, um, I, I really think that's going to be a, a big time moneymaker. In other news, we've got um, Kamala Harris. You know, she likes bringing bad news. Most people, they don't like bringing bad news. That's all she can do. And she's letting Americans know that they could see increased energy costs if Russia invades Ukraine. Uh, but the government has promised to let you know where you can find local fat people to cuddle up with. So if you're one of these people and you've been fitness minded and now we're going into winter and energy costs are going up, uh, they're going to let you know where you can find some other people who don't care about their health as much. Uh, to make sure that you can stay warm. They don't want anyone going cold. Uh, now, this is incredible. Uh, you know, Donald Trump, he finally launches his new network. And, you know, he always is, he's there. He's letting us know he can get things done. He can be a competent individual. And then, of course, the site's not working. Uh, and then Trump has the Trumpiest way of telling you that the site's not working. It's the equivalent of if you were like calling in and you got a hold message and it was Donald Trump. Listen, so many people want to talk to us right now. It's unbelievable how many people are calling in, okay? If we hired all of India, they wouldn't be able to answer your call. That's how many people are calling right now, okay? You're going to have to wait. We can't answer your calls. There's too many people calling, okay? I'm so bad, but people want to be on my site. They come. And isn't it great that he's like, listen, I got an information. I got a, I got a website. 
and you're going to be able to get all the truth. But this truth is so good. We, we we're going to need you to wait online for it. We can't we can't just be giving out this truth without people waiting in line for some truth. I mean, if we're going to get real information out there, we got we're going to you know, we're going to have to doll it out uh, appropriately. Uh, now, here was an intriguing headline about a Tennessee woman who had sex with nine high school students in exchange for vape pens. And uh, if you're out, how do I meet women like this? Because I got so many vape pens. I work with sponsors with vape pen companies. You know, many, you know how many vape pens? And then, like, is it that hard to get vape pens in Tennessee? Or did this lady just want to have sex with high school kids? And why is having sex with high school kids that bad? I get women. I get why you can't do it. But, like, if anything, you, you're just maybe it's because then like when these kids then start, you know, hooking up with other kids, their age, they're like, well, you, you know what Miss, Mrs. Peterson did. And there's no 14 year old. who's going to be able to compete with the meth head lady who was looking for vape pens from high school kids. You're not going to be able to compete with that sexual experience. Uh, now in bad news for everything that's going on in Canada, and we're doing the quickest run through yet. If you're sitting there and you're like, holy shit, how much news is this guy going to cover? Uh, I got to pay for studio time. You come into gas digital, they charge you big bucks. So we're moving quick today. We're not going to, we're not going to dwell. We're not going to spend too much time plugging sponsors. Where How much time am I going to have to spend telling you how supportive sheath underwear is of your nuts? And if you use the promo code RYM, you can have 20% off. And I'm sure you already know if you take your deltas, you know how you can get off your deltas if you're over the age of 21? We're in a studio. We got to move fast through the news. Uh, all right. So first is we've got apparently in Canada, they figured out how to get their hands on some uh, some tow trucks. Uh, and then here, I don't even know what this video is. Let's take a look. While the numbers oh, of arrests in Ottawa may seem astounding, consider that every protester was breaking the law just by being here. Hundreds left but the long arm of the law could still grab them. Police have extensive video of faces, taken note of license plates, and have access to reams of cell phone location data. With that info, a freeze of bank accounts remains possible, as does prosecution. There's going to be consequences. So how creepy is that? It's like January 6th, where they're showing you the drones that they had out there. The cops were walking around getting people's license plates, and they're letting you know that even if you decided to engage in this peaceful protest and then leave when the cops showed up, uh, they might still prosecute you, or they might just decide to seize your money. And then you don't even have to go to court. They're saving you the cost of a lawyer, which is nice to them. You're not going to have to show up to court. You're not going to have to find out whether or not you were able to prove your innocence, because all of that, it's very anxiety inducing, even when you know you're innocent and you're like, I'm not sure I'm going to afford this lawyer and look at all this time that I have to pay. I have to spend in court. And then who knows if they're just going to, you know, fuck me over. So they're like, we're going to help you out here. We're going to get rid of all that. And we'll just take your money. That's what we'll do. We'll just reach out to your bank directly. We'll take all your money, uh, which is, uh, you know, quite the intimidation tactic when they're like, listen, you're not even going to need to go to court. We'll just seize your funds because we've got facial recognition software. Uh, we can track every single one of your phones. Uh, and we took down all the license plates. So I, I hope Canadians are loving living in a free country. And then this was from Newsweek because apparently they've been uh, rounding people up. They've been arresting the organizers. And this is some serious boss shit. I mean, this is some serious mafia boss shit where I don't know how this meeting went. Uh, but here, let's read these two paragraphs. 
Chris Barber, 46, a prominent leader and organizer of the Freedom Convoy protest, was arrested on Thursday alongside fellow leader Tamara Litch attorney Keith Wilson, told The Globe and The Mail that Barber was being charged with allegedly counseling to commit mischief obstruction and counseling to commit obstruction. Doesn't even sound like terrible charges. It's just counseling to possibly do something. By Friday night, Barber had been granted bail and released after spending a night in the Ottawa police cell block, according to the Ottawa Citizen. The now former leader was released on the condition that he leave town within 24 hours, return to his residence in Swift Current, Sekaston, and never support the protests ever again, verbally, on television, or online. His release was secured uh, for him by defense lawyer Diane, uh, I don't know what that last name is. So, I mean, but that's some that's some serious mafia shit. Like, listen, you got 24 hours to get around, out of town, and we don't want to ever hear from you again. And if we never have to hear from you again... Uh, you know, at least you'll be free to leave this prison cell. What do you guys think went down in that prison cell? All right, before we change topics, which is going to be uh, Ted Cruz on Russia, let's take a couple comments here. Someone is pitching the song, What About Who Put the Fish in the Microwave? That's a great song. Absolutely should be included. And then Who Diarrheated it Out in the Bathroom? That's, uh, I feel like that could... Uh, who put the fish in the microwave? All right, uh, Dr. Scotty Jones, they say... Goons get four G's per day. I don't know what the hell that means. Uh, Dr. Scotty Jones likes to come through with a bunch of comments that make no sense. And then right at the end, he's got a banger. All right. Where can I find more of Steven from last episode's work? You got to go down the run your mouth archive. I've done, I believe about five or six episodes. Did I got a booger. I got a booger. It feels like I got a booger. Start coming online. We're live right now. No more booger talk. We're getting through this. If I got a hanger, you guys can tell me about it later. Um, you got to go down the Run Your Mouth archive. I've done fantastic work with Steven. And by I've done fantastic work, I mean, Steven's done taking the time to actually research these things and then give us the inside scoop. Uh, there's about five episodes uh, with me and Steven uh, going deep on various Corona topics. I encourage you guys to do a look back as he was right on just about everything. All right, moving on. Next, we've got Ted Cruz talking about the situation in Russia. Let's give this a listen. Ukraine. That's a rare bipartisan move there, but far from the mother of all sanctions bill that senators had promised a few weeks back. Joining us today from Houston, Texas Senator Ted Cruz and Senator, welcome back to Fox News Sunday. It's good to have you here. Bill, good morning. Good to be with you. I want to get to a number of topics. Let's start, however, on Ukraine. You just heard my conversation there with Admiral Kirby. Have we done all we can? Uh, not remotely. And, and tragically, Europe is on the verge of war because of the weakness, the fecklessness of, of, of Joe Biden. Uh, you know, I heard a minute ago Admiral Kirby make reference to that the Biden administration, I think he said, quote, we're still digesting what happened back in August. Joe Biden's surrender and disastrous retreat from Afghanistan it is the worst military catastrophe for the United States in decades. And the consequences at the time, I said, as a result of this incredible weakness, all of our enemies across the globe are looking to Washington. They are taking the right. measure of the man. And going to give us another 30 seconds. As a result, as I said back in August, the chances of Russia invading Ukraine have just risen tenfold. The chances of China invading Taiwan have just risen tenfold. We're seeing the first of those two shoes dropping today because of Biden's weakness. But, Bill, it's even worse than that. We had in place bipartisan policies to prevent what is happening right now. Specifically, in 2019, 
I introduced legislation targeted sanctions directed at the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Nord Stream 2 is the pipeline that Putin is building from Russia to Germany. The reason he's building the pipeline is that it skips Ukraine. It goes right around Ukraine. Why? Because the real insurance that Ukraine had against invasion is that Putin has to take his energy, his natural gas, in pipelines that go through Ukraine. Once he builds Nord Stream 2, he no longer has to worry about those pipelines. In 2019, I authored sanctions. Okay, so uh, I, I know we have the next slide up there, but I want to comment on the uh, Ted Cruz. Here's why that makes no sense to me. So first is, what right do we have just to sanction Russia because they're going to do engage in a legal activity of selling something to Germany? So yes, I guess them engaging directly with Germany would cut us out. But what is that? Why would that give us the right to sanction them? And I asked you guys that. Robsnewsroom at gmail.com. The second part makes no sense to me is that because he has cut Ukraine out, he's now going to invade them. Wouldn't it be the opposite that if you needed Ukraine, then you would invade them because you need it? But if you don't need it, then why would you bother invading them? Like, in other words, if a country had resources that you desperately needed and they wouldn't trade it with you, then you might invade them. But let's say you had another country that would just give you those resources for free. Then you'd go, ah, I guess there's no reason for me to invade. So in this case, because he now doesn't need Ukraine and he was able to build the pipeline that bypasses Ukraine, he now has a reason to invade Ukraine. Now, I must be just missing something here. Ted Cruz is a very smart guy. Maybe he would counter that the uh, for the time that it would shut down the oil flows while he was at war with Ukraine. It wouldn't be worthwhile. I, I, it seems to me like the cost of that wouldn't be great enough if we, he knows that he's going to be able to take Ukraine quickly. Something here sounds a little bit screwy. Also. Uh, while Afghanistan didn't work out great, really don't think we can fault uh, Biden for that. There was 18 years of war before he got there. I don't know that there was a uh, quick leaving strategy. Uh, now, in good news, because, you know, I come here and I spill all sorts of bad news. We've been talking all sorts of talk about ESG. If you're not familiar, uh, go to my highlights on uh, YouTube. I got a highlight on that. I did a really great episode uh, with Clint on Liberty Lock uh, Lockdown. I would recommend that episode if you really want a primer and a deep dive into it. Um, but luckily, it seems like there's starting to be a little bit, bit of pushback. One, you're starting to see some more coverage about Larry Fink in the way that he is looking to rig the entire market with, uh, uh, with uh, BlackRock. They're calling it, I think, stakeholder capitalism is the uh, term that they're using, uh, which is supposedly, you know, instead of just looking for profits, looking for an agenda, they're not doing that. They're looking to rig the games to make sure that they can be profitable on investments that don't actually bring value to the marketplace. Uh, but they're also starting to get some pushback from conservative states that are like, hey, fuck this. If you're not going to let companies make money, we're going to start pulling our pension funds or we're not going to let you bank here. Uh, the headlines for that was a Reuters magazine faces, um, facing Texas pushback. BlackRock says it backs fossil fuels. And then there was an Indy Star article, Indiana uh, bill targets banks that divest from fossil fuels, says they can't do business here. I've seen other headlines along these lines. And then the other thing I saw quite a bit of today, uh, and that doesn't mean that this will be everlasting, but that uh, ESG funds, generally speaking, have been underperforming in 2022. Here, what might be the saving grace is that one, uh, ESG funds traded higher P ratios, which is essentially people saying they're forecasting for growth as the interest rates go up. Uh, things at trading at higher P ratios are probably going to be coming down. If that's too financially savvy for you, 
I'm not going to explain it because, you know, I'm paying for studio time right now. You can go to other podcasts for the hard-hitting financial news. If not, just you can just repeat that line verbatim to someone else and be like, oh, shit, this guy's smart. He knows financial shit. It doesn't matter. Just, just pretend like you know shit. That's what we do on this show, and that's my gift to you is that you can go to other people and just pretend like you know shit too. Uh, and then the other thing is that as gas prices and other things become more expensive, I think there's going to be more people just pushing back on, uh, like, I, I just kind of want to buy my gas. And they'll be like, well, green and windmills. And we're going to be like, I don't know. I just want to be able to heat my home. All right. And then this shocked me. It was a Wall Street Journal article. The headline was Senate passes judge stock reporting bill. And I want to read this specific paragraph because it did catch my eye. The journal found that more than 130 judges broke the law by hearing cases in which they reported having a financial interest. Litigants in virtually all the cases had no idea of the judge's conflicts. That seems like that's like if you're let's say you had your entire as a theoretical retirement in an insurance company or let's say let's go really simple. You got your entire uh, like pension fund in Johnson and Johnson. And now you're the judge who's deciding whether or not Johnson and Johnson is going to have to pay out on, uh, the opioid stuff, or even just overseeing that case. Maybe that still goes to a jury. I was shocked by the fact that you could have that level of conflict of interest. And I guess it's not that dissimilar from what senators go through where they're enacting policies when they could be owning those exact stocks. Uh, I think there's a really, I mean, there's a lot of issues in politics and, as I've said before, the minutia of judges or random people in the Fed or senators does not even hold a candle to the, what the Fed does with the banks. So like this is all like doesn't matter by comparison to the relationship between Feds and the banks, at least according in my understanding. Uh, but even so, when you see this, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. Um all right, rounding out the end of our show, thanks to our sponsors, Yo Kratom, Yo Delta, Sheath Underwear, promo code RYM is going to get you 20% off everything but Yo Kratom. It's already 60 bucks. You get the whole kilos. Let's take a couple comments, then we're going to do our closing remarks. Uh, we got Dr. Scotty Jones back once again. I live an hour from the border, and I sadly... Um, from the border at Niagara Falls. Good to know. You got binoculars? What's going on on the other side? What's the real take here? All right. Closing out our show, let's give our award for Dumbass of the Day, uh, which is going to go to this guy at the Olympics that somehow managed to freeze his dick. If you're competing in the Olympics freezing, you're, you're doing something wrong. You got the best equipment in the world. Just get a pair of sheath. And because at the end of the day, you ended up war warming it up with the warmers. Here's what you do. You get a pair of sheath. You shove the warmers into the sheath hole. Everyone watching the Olympics thinks you got the biggest dick in the entire Olympics. And then you've got warm nuts. And then just to close out the uh, podcast with the final solution. You know, every single day we're trying to we're trying to give our tips. We're hoping that the world leaders listen to the show. So here's what I'm thinking. You got Biden and Putin. They're supposedly sitting down and they're going to have a summit to figure out the situation in Ukraine. And I feel like we should have a representative who's a representative of us as just human citizens of the world, not as Americans, not as Russians, just as a person. Right? Like you just sit down with the world leaders and you go, listen, what's it going to cost for the two of you not to nuke each other? There's some amount of money that Biden needs to make that he's not going to be able to make in Ukraine anymore. There's some amount of money that Putin's looking to make. Just tell us what that dollar tag is. That dollar tag is less money than the two of us going to nuclear war with each other. It's less money than what everyone's going to lose with sanctions or another Great Depression. We already taxed the citizens. So let's just make this a wait. Let's just make it more direct. You just tell us the number of what it is that you guys need to not be ruining the rest of our lives. You know, that's what the really negotiation is. It's between the citizens of the world 
and the world leaders that pretend to represent us while, you know, doing whatever the fuck they do. So just give us a number. Just give us a number. Maybe we can just fund the number, assuming that the Canadian government doesn't call up the, the the funding mechanisms and take it away from us and then just give it to the same world leaders. And then they still just go to war with each other. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, but, you know, maybe maybe that's the negotiation tactic is just just give us a number. Maybe we can afford it. All right. Uh, we're going to take a couple comments and then uh, we're going to call it a day. I didn't realize how many how many comments was here. All right. Uh, this guy's sad. I'm sad. It took me so long to listen to run your mouth. Your stuff on POTP has always been great. These daily segments have been awesome. Thank you, Mr. Jazzman. Um, appreciate it. Volume for Ted Cruz is very low. Dr. Scotty Jones letting you know, can't even hear it. Dr. Scotty Jones coming again saying, you need volume on your clips. All right, I get it. I'll, uh, just jazz wants to, you live in New York? I'll hire you. We can jazz it up together. Um, all right, and then let's go with the last comment of the day. That's the largest crime of the industrial revolution, frozen dicks. Yeah, you'd think they'd figure that one out. Some heated underwear. Sheath, get on it. The Olympic people are, are losing their dicks, and there's nothing worse than winning a gold medal but losing your penis in the process. That's definitely not worth it. What's the gold medal worth if you're showing up to a bar, you got your fancy gold medal, and then some chick is looking at you go, man, that guy's got a gold medal. I should go suck his dick. And then you're like, well, I don't even have a dick. And then she's like, well, now I'm going to have to go suck someone else's dick because I was already in the mood to suck a dick. And apparently I can't suck your dick. So, you know, that's it for this show. Uh, and uh, the Ted Cruz video, just go watch it. And then you can find my commentary. If you just Google Ted Cruz on YouTube, it's going to be the first video that shows up. And he explains why uh, he explains why Biden is at fault for what happened in Russia. And he's basically saying that because he got rid of sanctions that he had for Nord Stream 2, uh, Biden, uh, it, we allowed Russia to get the leverage it needed to go invade Ukraine. It makes no sense to me. Uh, I mean, kicked out of studio. I see them. They're swarming me. They're like, hey, you didn't pay for more than a half hour of studio time. You're at 29 minutes and 36 seconds. You better clear out. And, you know, I don't want to pick a fight with these people. So that's it for our episode. Thanks for hanging out later.